1: Well, this is it, folks. 17 weeks of the regular season this NFL year are in the Bucs. Just one more week of competition remains before we find out who goes on to compete in the playoffs and who packs their bags and ships out of here heading home. We come into it on the back of an exciting, exhilarating, dramatic Week 17, a week in which we saw drama in Dallas, a stunning upset in Philadelphia, and the Ravens simply having their way with the Miami Dolphins on what was a bad night for the Dolphins. For the show, it wasn't too great either. We went 1-2 and two against the line last week. Dallas and Baltimore failing to deliver as Baltimore, well, we suggested that it would be a tight affair. It was anything but as they put on 50 against the Miami Dolphins. But the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football delivered with an impressive win over the Minnesota Vikings. 1-2 and two against the line last week. That means for the season, The record for the show stands at 27-24. and It means no matter what happens in this final week of matches, the very worst we'll finish up with is a 500 score against against the line. But we're lucky to finish in positive territory and make that record even better. So what does the final week of the regular season hold in store? Well, let's turn the page and look ahead to Week 18 in the NFL.
0: Graves on Gridiron. With Richard Graves.
1: Welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. If you're only just joining us, it's better late than never. Where have you been? It doesn't matter. I'm just glad to have you on board. Uh, it's simple. Each week, I look at three games from the slate on offer, then look at the line offered by the odds makers. What do I mean by that? Simply put, the odds makers decide who's favourite for the game, who's the underdog. And they try and even it out, a bit like a handicap in golf, if you will. So if you fancy it's going to be a tight affair, you might say a team is one a one-point favorite going into the game. Well, that means that that team has to win by at least one point to cover the spread. Anything worse than that, they would lose. I hope that makes sense. About as clear as mud, isn't it, really? But we're looking to make it easier for you as we look ahead to the final week of the regular season, there's still, would you believe it, 20 teams in contention for a place at Super Bowl 58 this February in Las Vegas, Nevada. That is the most uh, number of teams in contention to still be in the Super Bowl in 41 years of the NFL. And it comes off the back of an exhilarating penultimate weekend weekend. Of the season. The Philadelphia Eagles collapsed at home to the Arizona Cardinals. They blew a 15 point second half lead at Lincoln Financial Field. Not only did that deliver a defeat on the day, it also handed potentially the NFC East to the Dallas Cowboys. Simply put, in that division, if Dallas win in Washington this week, they are the NFC East champions. They will go in as the number two seed from the NFC. And the Philadelphia Eagles, who started out the season with a 10-1 record, have now lost four of their last five games. And there is an inquest going on in the city of brotherly love as to exactly what is going wrong with the Eagles. What about the Cowboys? Well, on the night that they inducted Jimmy Johnson into the Cowboys' ring of honour, there was controversy there as well on Saturday night, with the Detroit Lions rallying late in the fourth quarter from a seven-point deficit they ha- decided to turn down the offer to tie up the game um, and take it to overtime. They went for the two-point conversion. They got it only for the officials to throw a flag on the field. And amidst much controversy, they ruled there was ineligible touching. The Detroit Lions said that their player, Taylor Deckard, come onto the field, declared himself eligible. The officials said he didn't. as it happened, it meant the Cowboys got an important victory, won that game 2019. And what that means now is that potentially in the divisional round of the playoffs, if both the Lions and the Cowboys progress to the divisional round, that game, that matchup would take place in Dallas, Texas, when if the two-point conversion had stood, that matchup would have taken place in Detroit, Michigan. So, Whilst the Detroit Lions are celebrating just making the postseason for the first time since 2014, there there is a tinge of bitterness in their mouth for sure the way that game finished. But it does mean that they have nothing to play for this week. So week 18 comes down to which matchups are on the slate where teams have something to play for to make it a meaningful game. It takes out of the equation whether players will be rested, whether coaches will decide to play a full strength team. So with that in mind, the AFC South is where we start our final week of the regular season and a mouthwatering fixture on Saturday night in Indianapolis as the Houston Texans travel to the Indianapolis Colts and I can tell you there is barely the width of a sheet of A4 paper to put between these two teams. And that's reflected in the line set for this game. The Texans go into it as underdogs by a solitary point. Both teams have a 9-7 and seven record. Uh, there are two games, I should point out, being played on Saturday night. No disrespect intended to the AFC North. It is this AFC South clash uh, that looks by far the most appealing of the two games. Um, and we start week 18 in the AFC South with three teams tied on a 9-7 and record. Look, let's uh, cut away all, all, the, all the hullabaloo around this game. If the Jacksonville Jaguars win their game on Sunday, then that's the end of it. The Jags win the AFC South. They go in locked in as the number four seed in the AFC, as I frantically just check the uh, the divisional standings to make sure that's correct. It is. They'd go in with a 10-6 and six record. Um, however, if the Jags were to slip up, then it would be the winner of this game between the Colts uh, and the Texans that go in automatically as the AFC South champions. And let's be honest, folks. Did anybody really think when we kicked off the opening game of the season that we'd get to week 18 and the Texans and Colts would be providing one of the matchups of the final week of the regular season. I certainly did not, especially once Indianapolis lost starting quarterback Anthony Richardson to a season-ending injury. Um, But yet here we are with rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, healthy again for the Houston Texans. He led them to an impressive 26 points to three demolition over the Tennessee Titans last weekend. Meanwhile in Indianapolis, you better believe it, Minshew Mania is alive and well. Um, Now, after last weekend's win over the Raiders, they have home field advantage coming into this crucial game, a game which will likely have a playoff type atmosphere for it. History appears to be against the Houston Texans. They've beaten the Colts only once in their last seven meetings. But as we've seen throughout the year, CJ Stroud is is a difference maker for this team. Remember, he was taken with the number two overall pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, and he has lit up the NFL in his rookie season. It says a lot about the general expectations for this Houston Texans side, that they haven't played a single primetime game all year long. Now, albeit it's just going to be playing on a Saturday night, they get that opportunity here and the question i have to ask is can this relatively inexperienced team handle the spotlight when the focus of the nation is very much upon them well the colts haven't lost at home since october they have a 6 and 2 record in that period whilst the houston texans record is 6 and 3 over the same time span but the texans do put points on the board scoring 22 or more points in six of those nine games they've played. In fact, the New York Jets' defence is the only unit that's found a way to baffle C.J. Stroud and the Texans' offence over the course of this run. In that game, they limited the Texans to just six points. They knocked C.J. Stroud out of the game. It meant he missed the following week as well. As I've already said, he is healthy, and by last week's account, looks back to his very best form. Um, The Texans look after the ball. Better than anybody else this season. They are number one when it comes to protecting the ball and not turning it over. They've only given it away on 14 occasions through their first 16 games this year. That's something the Colts will need to look at. It's something the Indianapolis Colts will need to change if they are to get the win in this game. The Colts come into this matchup with the number 24th ranked defense, 27th when it comes to scoring defense. They're giving up 24 and a half points on average a game this season. And the run defense for the Colts is an issue as well. They're a lowly 27th in stopping the run in the NFL this year. And if they can't get turnovers in this game, this Houston Texans team will put points on the board. Their defense then, without doubt, will pin its ears back and go after Gardner Minshew. And for me, that is the key battle and where this game will be won and lost. No stage to this point has really looked too big for rookie quarterback CJ Stroud. And frankly, I don't expect this one to be a problem for him either. In fact, I think he'll probably flourish and relish the spotlight that will be on this game. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud to lead the Houston Texans to a road victory over their division rivals, Indianapolis in Indy. So take the Houston Texans to cover at plus one.
0: Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves.
1: Game two from the final week slate sees the Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the Carolina Panthers in an NFC South clash a division that has been the worst in football this year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into it as division leaders with a 500 record at 8-8. The Carolina Panthers, remember, that they traded up to get the number one overall pick and quarterback Bryce Young in last year's draft. Well, it hasn't really borne dividends to this point. They have the worst record in football, just two wins all year long. Their record stands at 2-14 from the 16 games they've played. And yet, as bad as the NFC South has been, we go into the final week of the regular season with three teams still contending for the NFC South title. Bottom line is this, though. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can take care of the Carolina Panthers, frankly, it doesn't matter what happens between the New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons when they play. It'll be the Bucs who play in the postseason ahead of their divisional rivals. However, Should the Buccaneers slip up against Carolina and the Panthers somehow find a way to cause an upset, then whoever wins in New Orleans will claim the playoff spot, and that could well be the Atlanta Falcons finishing with an 8-8 record. They're third in that division right now at 7-9, but if they beat the Saints, they'll have the tiebreaker over them, and they'll go on to claim the division title as well. However... I have to give credit where it's due. Baker Mayfield has been impressive at quarterback this year for the Buccaneers. He will likely pass 4,000 passing yards for the season in this game. He has a lick over 3,900 passing yards. To this point, he's thrown 28 touchdown passes, just 10 interceptions. And that, frankly, has been a big reason for the Buccaneers' success this year. They simply don't give the ball away, folks. Align that with the number nine ranked scoring defense, The Buccaneers only give up around 20 points per game this year, and that creates a winning formula. In a bad division, it's a formula that's good enough to see you top the division going into the final game of the regular season. Uh, It's Also, it must be pointed out, uh, complemented by having what for me is a a surefire future Hall of Famer starting in the offence in the form of wide receiver uh, Mike Evans, who has been red hot, over the past month. And as good as the Carolina Panthers have been this year when it comes to passing defense, they rank number five overall in the NFL at defending the pass. This is a different challenge altogether. Um, That being said, it's still a divisional rivalry, and it was a surprisingly close game, you know, when these two sides met back in early December. The Buccaneers prevailing on that occasion by 21 points to 18. And I have a feeling this could be another hard-fought battle. last weekend. However, did, did highlight the problems that the Panthers have had this season and for young rookie quarterback uh, Bryce Young as well. In a team that's struggling, he spent most of the game running for his life against the Jags' defense. Um, Carolina were kept off the scoreboard as the Jacksonville Jaguars beat them 26-0 in that game. And the Bucks defense will look to emulate that. No doubt they've looked to the tape, looked to what the Jags' pass rush did to the Carolina offensive line and to Bryce Young, and they'll look to take that as a blueprint going into this game. If that's the case, a Tampa team which only averages 21 points a game on offense itself will likely find that, as in their last meeting, that will be enough to get the job done here. I expect it to be another low-scoring affair. The line for this game is set at 37.5 points, so I expect the Buccaneers to win. But I don't expect it to be a shootout. Take the under on total points, below 37.5 points for this game.
0: Graves on gridiron.
1: Well, the third and final game of the season is very much a case of saving the biggest game of the final week of the regular season for the final game of the regular season. To be a contender in the postseason. It helps if you play your best football in December and January. And the Bills have certainly been doing that. They are perfect 4-0 through December. They've taken down the Chiefs and Cowboys in back-to-back games along the way. And they now know that victory in Miami on Sunday night football will not only send them into the playoffs as AFC East champions, it will send them into the postseason as the number two seeds from the AFC. And it's a banged-up Dolphins team which awaits them, albeit. A Dolphins team which still holds its own fate in their own hands. Running back Raheem Mostard uh, missed the loss in Baltimore last weekend through injury. We expect him to be available this weekend. But even more painful than the 56 points to 19 thrashing the Miami Dolphins suffered in that game was the loss of star pass rusher Bradley Chubb in a, what was ultimately a meaningless play towards the, the end of the game. The game was already long gone, but he is now gone for the season. That, without doubt, hurts their defense. It hurts their pass rush as well. Uh, But, as the saying goes, big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, and it doesn't get much bigger than this one. Despite beating the Cowboys, there are still doubts surrounding the Dolphins when it comes to playing opponents who have winning records. The perception is that they bully bad teams but struggle when it comes to playing against the good ones. They can change all of that with a win right here in this game on Sunday night. Miami's run defense ranks number seven overall in the league. And it'll need to stand up against James Cook and certainly against the the quarterback draw plays and extended plays you see from Josh Allen as well on Sunday night. So, too, will this number one ranked offense for the Dolphins. It's a unit which has only scored 22 points and 19 points, respectively, in their last two games. And it has to be more productive against a Bills team which has been held to fewer than 20 points only once since October the 15th. Form at this time of the year matters. And the bottom line, folks, is that Buffalo are red hot right now while this Miami Dolphins team has gone stone cold. Their record through December was just 2-2. They had defeats to the Tennessee Titans. Last week, we know about the manner in which they lost up there at the Baltimore Ravens. And while they barely scraped past the Dallas Cowboys as well two weeks ago, remember that finished with a game-winning field goal as time expired. Star-wide receiver Tyreek Hill frankly, by his high standards, has been anonymous over the last month. Do you know that since early December, he hasn't had a single 100-yard receiving game and he hasn't found his way to the end zone to catch a passing TD either? If Miami are to win, he will need to have a monster game on Sunday night and the Dolphins' offense will have to overcome a Bills' defense, which gives up an average of just 18.6 points a game. That's the fourth best scoring defense in the NFL this season. Look, there's a reason that the Dolphins go into this game as underdogs, even though they're at home. And frankly, I see no reason to believe that that's wrong. I think the Buffalo Bills win this. I think they win it impressively as well. So take the Buffalo Bills to cover at minus three. Okay, let's recap the three games taken from the final week of games in the regular season. For the nfl this year looking to improve on that 27 and 24 record against the line on the season we start with a huge saturday night game in indianapolis the texans visiting the colts expect the texans to upset the form book here take the texans to cover at plus one then it's on to carolina the buccaneers are in town for that a low scoring tight affair is expected the buccaneers may well win but take the total points to be fewer than 38 in that game. Before we finish the season, the final game of the regular season in South Florida as the Miami Dolphins host the Buffalo Bills in an AFC East encounter, we're expecting a clash, a classic. Easy for me to say. The Bills go into it as three-point favorites. I think they handle business in this one and get the job done to make it into the postseason as the number two seed in the AFC. Take the Buffalo Bills to cover at minus three. It's been an enthralling regular season to this point. There undoubtedly are going to be more twists and turns over the course of this weekend as teams vie for a place in the postseason. And let's not forget, others will have half an eye on what position they could be picking later this year when the NFL draft comes around in April as well. Whatever happens, there's sure to be tension, sure to be drama and sure to be plenty of excitement as well. As always, the three games we discussed on this week's show, you can read about. Go to my website, rdgmedia.uk, click on that Talking Sports tab, and there you will see NFL Week 18, Overcoming the Odds, three games to watch. Click on that, and you can read all about these three matchups there. Equally, get in touch with me on X, at Richard Graves 1, or Instagram, rdgmedia.uk. Equally, new for this season, we've set up a Facebook page, Graves on Gridiron. You can get in touch with me there as well. Love chatting to you guys, discussing the topics that arise from each game, not just each weekend. It is each game at this stage of the season. I, for one, can't wait. Week 18 should be a humdinger. I'll see you on the other side as we talk playoffs next week. But for now, so long, everybody.
0: Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one. Sports Social Podcast Network.